How are you taking care of you? My name's Jake Thompson, your Chief Encouragement Officer, and this is the Compete Everyday Podcast, a show designed to help driven people build a winning mindset so they can build their winning life. Welcome to the show. Hey, competitor, Jake Thompson here, your Chief Encouragement Officer, back for a brand new episode of the Compete Everyday Podcast. I'm excited to be with you today. As you might expect, today is Wednesday. We have a brand new podcast episode, but due to some scheduling conflicts, a few things changing around with my travel schedule and some upcoming guests, today is just me. It's a solo episode because I want to talk to you about you and how are you taking care of yourself. Self-care is one of those things that a lot of people tend to believe that this competitor mindset is in conflict with. That the idea of competing every single day to be better, the idea that weekends separate winners is in a direct battle with taking care of yourself. And that's honestly because I think a lot of people have a pretty limited view of what it means to compete every day, to strive every day for excellence and being better than you were the day before, as well as perhaps having a limited view of what self-care is. It's not spa days and pedicures and and being, you know, comfortable on the couch watching Netflix or doing nothing. Self-care is about doing the things that are going to take care of you, that are going to energize you, that are going to restore you so that you can be at your best. I did a keynote uh, this past week in Florida with one of my clients, and really the goal around it was to talk about self-care. They are having an incredibly productive season. They are crushing all expectations, chasing their big, hairy, audacious goal. But there's a concern because when business tends to slow and you can kind of recover, this year it hasn't. It just keeps going full speed ahead. It's probably like for a lot of you listening that are in real estate. Things just haven't slowed down and maybe where they have, it's because there's a lack of inventory, but it's still just as much work, just as fast of a pace as always. And there's a concern when you're always going, going, going that you burn out. And if you burn out, you're not able to bring your best anymore because you're just kind of in survival mode and you're playing with half capacity. Now, we all have days where we're at 20, 30, 40% of our 100%. We've talked about that in past episodes of how we have to consistently bring 100% of whatever percent we have that day. But there are some things that we should be doing habitually to make sure that we're taking care of ourselves, so that we're always aiming to operate at our highest capacity. Always aiming to figure out how much more can we continue to do without burning ourselves out. And so there was an exercise I did with this client that I would love to share with you today that I think would be beneficial. And so if you're listening to this while driving, you're on the, uh, the treadmill or Stairmaster, you might want to wait and pause here and then listen to the rest of the episode in a little bit. But if you've got access to paper, even just the notes on your phone, I want you to jot down a quick list for me. There are five areas of self-care that we need to be aware of. Physical, mental, spiritual, emotional, and social. 
physical, mental, spiritual, emotional, and social. So we think about a physical sense, how are we taking care of our body? Are we working out? Are we training? Are we resting, recovering? Are we eating the right stuff? Mentally, how are we protecting our mindset? Are we growing? Are we learning? Are we making sure we're cutting out gossip and negative conversations and people that drain us? And that also can tie in on the emotional side. How are we making sure we're protecting and nurturing our emotions so that we're not lashing out at people, so that we're not completely withdrawing from people, that we're healthy in working through different emotions and what we're feeling spiritually, whether you're someone who considers yourself religious, who considers yourself spiritual, you could be Catholic, Protestant, Buddhist, Muslim, atheist. There, there's a benefit to, to that. Um, and so when we talk about your spiritual uh, self-care, you know, this could be something as simple as a quiet time every morning. It could be something as attending church, mass, synagogue on Sundays. It could be a fellowship with other people that believe the same as you and having discussions about your faith, finding those opportunities from a spiritual sense. And then finally, from a social sense, being around iron, being around those people that are going to sharpen you, encourage you, challenge you. If you're an extrovert, you're going to thrive off those settings. If you're an introvert, you need to recharge by yourself, but you still need that social connection. So if we think about these five areas of physical, mental, uh, spiritual, emotional, and social, what I challenge my client to do, what I challenge you to do is pick pick three, pick physical, we'll say spiritual and social. Those are your, your top three. And then write down one thing that you can do every single day in that area that's going to energize you, that's going to help take care of you. So for me, physical side, it's going to be working out. It's going to be, if it's a recovery day, it may be a long walk outside, could be a run, could be a sled drag, could be a terrible, nasty workout in the garage. But workouts for me help push me me far beyond from a mental standpoint, but physically I need that workout because I notice if I go a few days without it because of travel, crazy schedule, I'm, I'm crazy antsy. Like I find my focus is better from a physical sense if I train. So that is part of my self-help routine. Mental side for me, reading. How am I reading 10, 15 minutes a day? How am I consuming some strong content to learn, not just to scroll, but to make sure I'm learning. Spiritually, it's starting my day with quiet time. Starting my day, uh, for me personally, a little bit of scripture, uh, reading a devotional, and, and getting my mind right for the day. Social side, it can be something as easy as sending a text to a friend, having a quick phone conversation, finding a way to encourage someone in my network or ask how I can help them. And then emotionally, for me, that can be something as simply as checking in of, am I processing these emotions of today? Why did I feel this way? Was it productive and beneficial? What's the next best step? So it's kind of going through the process as well as even just taking the time to talk to someone else, to process some of those emotions. So take your top three things you're going to do every single day. Then the next thing I want you to do is look at the other two. So whatever two you have left over, I want you to find a time every week to do one thing that benefits that. So this is, if you are physical, mental, and spiritual, you're, you're reading, you're doing a quiet time, you're working out every day, then from an emotional and social sense, every week you need to plan a social gathering, a social activity. 
could be going to a movie, it could be getting a cup of coffee, grabbing lunch, uh, playing putt-putt, going on a run, something with someone then in that social aspect gives you energy and helps you kind of rejuvenate, come alive, uh, refill your cup. And then emotionally on that same sense, what are you doing every week to fill that emotional cup? So we have three we do every day, we have two we're gonna do every week, and then here's the thing, I want you to think big, I want you to think wild, I want you to think crazy. That in an ideal world, I would love for you to write down three things that, man, if if time and schedule wasn't an issue, if budget wasn't an issue, you would do these three things every month. Every single month, you would find a time for it. And I've heard people talk about they'd go on a long ride on their bike. Uh, they would get out on the boat and ride the boat, enjoy the water, enjoy the sunset. They would go on a hike. Uh, they would, you name it, get a date night out away from kids. Like there, there were things that, man, if we had the schedule, if we had the resources, if our schedules weren't so busy, we'd go do. So I want you to write those three things down. And then here's my challenge for you on that. Today is April 27th. We're kind of finishing the first month of Q2. So we're going to go May, June, and July. For each of those three things you wrote, I want you to commit to yourself to doing one within the next 30 days, doing a second one within the next 60 days, and whatever that third and final one is, doing it within the next 90 days. So if travel is on your list as something that rejuvenates you, plan a trip, be somewhere within the next 75 to 85 days. That's perfect time. But why we need to focus on this, why we need to have three important ones we do every day, two important ones we do every week, and then setting these almost adventures, escapes, rejuvenations every month is because it's easy for us to make the excuse, we're too busy, there's too much going on, I can't do it. And every time we tell ourselves that, we become closer and closer to burning ourselves out because we're going, 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 and never taking the time to recover, to reset, to recharge ourselves. And you think about it from a physical sense, you can train and do stuff every day, but you're not going to be lifting really hard every day. You're not going in the gym and squatting every single day. Why? Because your legs, if you're doing hard work, if you're pushing yourself, they need time to recover because lifting weights is tearing the muscles apart. And so they need time to regrow, reattach, get stronger. And so they need that rest. And just the same in our life, we need to create space and activities for things that fill our cup so we don't burn out. Because if we burn out, we can't bring our best to those we're trying to serve. It does us no good to show up every day with an empty cup and try to pour a drop into others. We need to constantly be looking for ways to fill our cup so we can bring that full self, that best self to other people. That's why we compete, right? We put in the work, the effort, we deal with the, the challenges, the adversities, the potential failures to become our best so that we bring our absolute best every single day to the people we serve, the people we love, and the people we run through life with. So make sure you're taking care of yourself every day, every week, and every month so that you continue to show up and compete and bring your best. I'm cheering for you, competitor. Go win your day. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Compete Everyday Podcast. To get in touch with the team, drop us an email to podcast at competeeveryday.com. And to find out more about our resources, content, and gear that will help you build that winning mindset so you better compete for your best life, visit competeeveryday.com.